welcome to the final episode, Minute 93 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a wild trip to the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. Now, I just said the final episode, but it's the final episode of season two. It's not the final episode of Movie Around Minute, because I will be continuing tomorrow with season three, but we'll get to there later. But for Minute 93, which isn't even a minute, we only have about 26 seconds of screen time to be talking, so... I decided that I'm going to invite back my good friend, Jake Cluett of the Deep Blue Sea podcast, the upcoming Con Air podcast and Life Versus Film to help uh, close out this, this season. So welcome back to the show, Jake. Thank you, Rob. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's, nice. uh, it's, it has been a wild trip through Plainshin and Automobiles. No question about that. It's, it's been almost as wild listening to us. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, that that there's at least one person listening. I know there are more, but uh, so I appreciate everyone who's listening. You know, feel free. You know, you can all send me feedback. I, it's it's always appreciated. Hopefully, it'll be positive feedback, but negative feedback or or constructive criticism feedback is also appreciated and accepted. You know, I don't have to listen to what you say, but hopefully, you'll have something nice to say. <laughs> the best way to ask for feedback is to tell people you will not be listening to it. I will guarantee you feedback. Um, does that really work? No. <laughs> I don't no, think so. <laughs> All right. So minute 93 begins with the tail end of the Hughes logo and ends with Bryant uh, getting even more frustrated. So basically for the last few days, we've been talking about all the credits in the movie, you know, and with most movies, especially back in the 80s, that was it. I mean, you have credits and there's, there's, there's not going to be an end credit scene. You know, you don't have... Uh, the stuff that you have from the MCU, you know, for the last 15 years, we've all be become more accustomed to the fact that at the end of a movie, you actually have to sit through the credits in order to see a few little clips of things that, that, that might be helpful or might not be helpful or might be funny. You know, you never really know. The MCU has given us uh, a lot of different options like that. You know, sometimes you're sitting through a movie and they have like this one little gag all the way at the end and that's it. But sometimes they have pretty integral stuff there that lets you know what, what's coming next or whatever it is. So for a movie from 1987 to have a tail end clip is pretty, pretty amazing from my perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, w I was kind of hoping the scene would continue and Sam Jackson would appear and try and recruit Brandt for some sort of initiative he's trying to start. Or would it would it have been Hasselhoff at the time, actually? It might have been. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, sadly not the case. This is just a little uh, cap on Joker in the film. Hey, this guy's still in the office. He's still there. It's Thanksgiving and he's still there. Yeah. Um, which is, is supposed to be a joke, but to me, it's incredibly sad. Yes. Uh, it's completely um, sad that he's still sitting there it, trying to figure out a, what to do. Like we just had the, the quite uh, dramatic uh, reveal of... of uh, Dell's uh, past his history towards the end of the film. Then you get the credits to kind of like recover from that, and then oh my god, this guy's in maybe an even worse situation because like he's he's sat there, he's still working, he's got the full works of his Thanksgiving dinner in front of him, untouched, an entire turkey carved beautifully presented on his plate, which he he would have had no part in. Well, no, we see that there are two two slices that are carved off of it. You know, saying, he does have the plate I doubt there. he's the one who carved them, is what I'm saying. I think that was presented to him. By the secretary. Um, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It could be. I was, 
I was trying to think, uh, so who has sent him this? Is, is his, like, his wife trying to do this? But I checked his fingers, there's no ring. I'm guessing maybe he was married at some point. She left him because he keeps on working. He doesn't come home. He doesn't come home <laughs> to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> He's too busy trying to figure out what, which Ibis poster to use. Yes, which mate, doesn't. It's, it's They're all the same. They, I know they are different, but they will all have the same effect marketing-wise, I assume. But I think uh, I think that's the point. <laughs> that they're yes. so similar that he he has so much trouble deciding because of that. You know, it's not as if he's he, you know he's looking at one of them saying, "Wow, this one's amazing," and all the rest are crap. They're they're all great. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm also not a marketing person. I, I have no idea which of these you know would would make me want to buy lipstick. I don't know. Probably none. I would say, given how similar they are in effectiveness, that's maybe a fault of the the, the artwork team of, of Neil and his crew that they've given such similar responses to the brief and nothing kind of different enough to make it more easy to pick between. It <laughs> um, could be <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that's true. Now, I mean, first of all, I love the fact of what we see on the table here. So, besides the the turkey, so we see the turkey. It's there's like stuffing falling out of the, the turkey. You know, you have all the garnish underneath with the, you see the tomatoes and the lettuce and stuff like that. You see a pie in the distance, which I'm assuming is is like a pumpkin pie or something like that. Yeah, you see a plate, yeah. which you can't really tell what's on it, but it, it's pretty empty. It looks maybe from a distance that maybe has like cookies in it or something like that because of the, maybe that's the color. Plate. Maybe that's for the pie slice to go on. There's already a bit of whatever you would have with pumpkin pie. I've never had pumpkin pie. I don't know. Maybe someone was eating with him, and they actually got up and left. Uh. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, can you tell what's on the foil between, uh, surrounded by a few, some of the seven cups? It's like a square of it. looks like foil to me. It's like okay, pink. well, first of all, that's his ashtray. Remember we, we, we were trying oh, to... Oh, the ashtray. <laughs> it's the ashtray, and we can see... We can see that it has at least one cigarette on there. Okay. But then there is other stuff on there that I can't tell. I don't know what that pink stuff is. You know, maybe he was eating some sort of hard candy or something like that. I don't know. Maybe because because the uh, the British equivalent to Thanksgiving dinner is Christmas dinner. I know that you have Christmas in America and other countries, but we don't have Thanksgiving in this country for numerous reasons. And because the pilgrims uh, didn't come to England, they actually yeah. ran from England. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, then again, so maybe we, that's the reason that you guys should celebrate it for the pilgrims. Thank God there's going to be Maybe. Uh, so, but we have this this giant meal at Christmas generally, uh, but we'll have a starter. And in my family, we would always have a starter of uh, prawn cocktail with with smoked of what? salmon. Prawn cocktail. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's, it's basically prawns in a seafood sauce. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't need yeah. seafood. I don't know. I don't know about uh, of, that. of course, yes. Right. Uh, no, <laughs> you don't have to remember that. I do. Yeah. You know. so that's, what we, that's what we would have for a starter. And with prawns, you sometimes you have, have the ones with the big tails that you don't eat the tail. So I was thinking, like, is, have they had some kind of a starter here? And that's like the remnants of the prawn tails that you uh, have to eat. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. But no, it's an ashtray. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <really> an ashtray. <laughs> I mean, you might want to put prawn tails on an ashtray. I don't know. I, I don't smoke, so that's that's the only thing I'd use it for. Neither do I. Neither do I. So I wouldn't know. Yeah. The, now, what I love about the the cups, you see that they have <laughs> seven. You, know, you mentioned seven there's styrofoam seven cups. styrofoam cups filled with something, a soup, presumably coffee. But if you look, just about every one of them is about a third of the way filled. So he hasn't yeah. even finished any of them. You can see that one, two, three, four, five of them are. You can easily see that there's something in those cups. Well, I, I don't think they're all, my guess would be they're not all coffee. I think some of them, I think one of them might be like cranberry sauce for him to have with with his food. 
Mm, I don't know. I, I, I don't well, know. one of them, uh, the one kind of in the middle of the seven, seems to have some red. So the red sauce on it or a stirrer sticking out. Oh, it's hmm. a stirrer because there's, there's like three other stirrers littered around yeah. the surface. Yeah, yeah exactly. Stirrer. Okay. I, so I thought yeah. like it could be cranberry sauce, one could be gravy. Because <laughs> uh, there's no like gravy receptacle there if he wants to top up. Right. Well, that's the thing. There's no gravy receptacle, but there is gravy on his mashed potatoes. Yes, which that, that's not enough gravy for that whole plate of food. Right. So he's going to need more gravy. Right. So he has gravy. He has, there's mashed potatoes on there, which again, you know, we don't see mashed potatoes in a different plate. So maybe that plate beforehand was with mashed potatoes. Then he has like uh, what are those collard greens or something like that on there, along with the uh, stuffing. At, at the back, I thought they were Brussels sprouts. Ah, Brussels sprouts. There you go. Brussels uh, sprouts. My guess. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not a, a greenery eater, so I, I <laughs> neither am I. <laughs> I. I noticed it, but I couldn't remember what what it was actually uh, what it what, was called. You're like, right; those are Brussels sprouts. What are like the brown kind of cylinders at the nearest to us? Yeah, well, what they look like is they look like potato, you know, like uh, puffs like, or something like or that. Cro croquettes, maybe? Something. But, you know, I, I have no idea. My, my first thought was is that maybe it was something from the pie or something like that, but I don't know. Yeah, the pie don't is know. untouched. I mean, I, this is something I don't know. I don't know what it is, but you have, well, I think yams are sweet potatoes, but is, could that be? Ah, those are probably yams. Those, those may be, that. that's true. They may be M's or sleeping. It's very true. Just what I've picked up on from watching American media. There where you there's Thanksgiving everywhere. Everyone has to make yams. I was like, what, what is this? Right. <laughs> I know. I, I love can put marshmallow on top. Okay. Right. I, I love the fact that he looks completely disheveled. He looks like he hasn't showered in a few days. You know, his, his tie is, is, is backwards. You He's know, it's the like same clothes since Tuesday. And maybe. No, but he, no. Steve Martin was uh, when Neil made that comment. He was wearing the same underwear from Tuesday, yes. even though but, that was Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> was, was On Wednesday, he says he's wearing the same underwear from Tuesday. But he he said that it was Wednesday night, and he'd been wearing it since Tuesday morning. So I think it's still a valid complaint. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a valid complaint, but not necessarily as valid as you would think. True. So I I can't remember. Are these the same clothes that Brandt was wearing? Uh, on my first appearance there, back in week one. I think it was, but, but we we should probably go to the tape and, and double check that, because I, I think it is. My my assumption is is that it is the exact same clothes, but it's it's very simple to find these things out. That that's what the internet is for, and that's also what having a copy of the movie does. You know, so when we get to see okay. Bryant, I'm I'm on it now. He yes he is. He's wearing the same tie. It's yeah. the same tie. I'm assuming it's the same. But and there he's you know freshly uh, showered. Yeah. You know you can see that that there's a difference there. You know, but he's still yeah. got the the same uh, glasses on. I, I assume that they they filmed this right same one day. after the other yeah. at the same yeah, day. When, yeah. They were, you know they, shot, they, uh, they got William Wyndham to to show up for one day. Of, yeah. So of shooting. they shoot those first scenes and then they dishevel him up uh, to make him run around the block a few times. Uh, yeah, I'm not so, sure so, if they would. So, I'm not sure if they would make him run around the block, but uh, you know, you don't necessarily do that to to a 60 or 70 year old actor just to be able to get the effect. <laughs> it's called acting. Yes, uh, that's right. You don't have to. He, he doesn't have to do the method acting of, of okay, go running up and down the, the the street, you know, in the middle of uh, Times Square, and then we'll we'll take a picture afterwards. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so so why is he looking at the the board as if he's lying on the floor? 
with it above his head. What the hell is that going to Okay, so no, so so that's the thing I like also. He, like you see that he takes it and he puts it up against the the you know I, I I'm assuming he's looking at it through the light. You know, how does it look when you have you know light coming from the the back? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it doesn't uh, help. I don't. I don't know no. how it really helps here. And then and the kind of poster board that's on—that's not the kind of thing it will be mounted on eventually when it's decided upon. Well, the question of what type of light he has there—you know, maybe he has a very strong yeah. light in his office. I mean, we talked but, about how how huge his office was—you know—all those months ago. So well, you, the, you never know. Talking about the light in his office, I'm not sure if they're just really shiny floor tiles or there's light emitting from the floor around the outside of the room. There's like this row of uh, of bright... On the side, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there light coming through those, or that light reflecting from above, do you think? I think it's light reflecting from above. Yeah. I kind of want it to be from like light coming from the floor. That would be really that... cool. That would definitely be very cool. I mean, I'm assuming that they that this is a real office. They didn't just make up an office to do this. They probably just went and shot it in somebody's office. Yes, I'd hope so. Yeah. So you know, so maybe maybe someone doesn't. It looks like the, the you know instead of the yellow brick road, it's the sil silver brick road. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where does it lead? No one knows. Is he, the, is he the man behind the curtain? Is there somebody else he needs to show this to to get approval? Well, again, I mean, take it. I mean, the the the, the irony of this is is that he's been looking at these for three days. You know, that's just that's just absurd. <laughs> he hasn't left the office. Everything else he's done. He's been conducting from that room, just trying to pick between these three things. Which, if that is the case, he needs one thing to do in that situation. You take a break. You go and do something else. You change your, your what you're thinking about to come back, and then that will help you pick. Right. Oh, the question is, is whether, whether you know, as you said, he's, I guess his company is Ibis. You know, he's uh, the one or... making making the decision or... as to whether which ad to use. Maybe, maybe, or well, I would assume there's some kind of parent company of which Ibis is just one of their uh, branches uh, to be in such, to have a, an office in New York. That's not just for one makeup brand, uh, right. I would guess. Uh, it's true, it's true. The Brothers Hook conglomerates? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's possible. But we'll we'll never know. This is not something that they go into. No, this is not <laughs> integral to the film. Not even close to being integral. You know what? What's funny is is that you know, in in Hughes's previous movie, you know, First Bueller's Day Off. So there he had also this little tail end, you know, scene where you know you have Ferris, which you for some reason are a little familiar with, where he says, you know, uh, it's over. What are you still doing oh, here? It's yeah. over. Go home. Yes, I may have cut that audio and put it at the end of a podcast I hosted for seven years. Yeah, so, in every episode, that, uh, many does, many times. Does Richard still use it? Uh, he has changed it recently to, at the end of, there's a, a similar tag at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah, okay. Uh, which uh, is a, a character saying it's over. Uh, mm. so he, I'm not sure if that's the case every episode, but recently he has put that on there, uh, which, hey, great. That's his own. No, that's fine. Not a problem. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that too. But uh, I just find it really funny that, you know, I guess, I guess he was trying to get people to start thinking that John Hughes movies have a final scene at the end that you need to come watch. Could that be? Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess if there's, if there's a little joke you can think of to put at the end, then great. Uh, I don't know how many of his other films had such a, 
a tag. I, I'm not familiar with any others that do. I don't think the Breakfast Club did. No, it didn't. It didn't. Um, I'm trying to think of Weird Science. Weird Science could have had something with Chet. I feel ah, like. Ah, you uh, know what? I think it did. I think it did. I think Chet was sitting there because he was still transformed at the end. Oh, did, was he? Was he turned back at the end of Weird? It's been such a long time since I saw Weird Science. I believe he was still still transformed into that uh, big yeah. blob of crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, oh. they, no, they, they. I mean, according to IMDb on Weird Science, uh, at the as the credits begin to roll, we have Kelly LeBrock smiling and winking. But, yes, because she's the new gym teacher. Right. At the, at the school. Yeah. Correct, but uh, it doesn't say anything here on IMDb about. But any other type of uh, final credit? Hmm. No, but I'm assuming also that, that he would probably only do it on the ones that he was the director, not the ones that he was. You know, so we, we don't have that many. It's Sixteen Candles, as far as I know, doesn't have anything at the end. No, uh, according again, according to IMDb, there's no crazy credits. The Breakfast Club, the crazy credits are no, just that it's a freeze frame of, of Bender. With the fist bump. Uh, first Wheeler we know about. She's having a baby and Uncle Buck. Uh, she's having a baby. Nope, they don't have that. And Uncle Buck, I believe, just has like a freeze frame. Um, no, actually there is. And in Uncle Buck, you get, uh, as the movie finishes, John, John Candy's voice yells, wake up. Following by the sound of sound of an air horn and John laughing, so I, I guess he did make this a, a signature of of his uh, his movies. I mean, he only had eight that he directed, but but still, yeah, sure. You know, it's 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 not the same as with the MCU, but it. I, I you know what? I wonder if if it was decided. You know, I mean, we, we know that uh, you know John Favreau is, mm -hmm. is is a big fan of of you know, stuff from the 70s and 80s. So I wonder if he would, you know, made, thought of the idea to, you know, to put in the credit scenes because of, of John Hughes. That would be even, that would be mind-blowing if that was the Yeah, reason. maybe. Uh, you know, he yeah. like said to Kevin Feige, I, I got this great idea. You know, John Hughes used to do this thing, you know, where at the very end you have like this little thing just to make people stay and watch the whole thing. You're like, oh, that's a great, great idea. Now, you know, almost 30 movies later, you know they've done it, and I think I think there's like one that doesn't have it. And the MCU, well, um, Avengers Endgame, just has like a clanking Iron Man kind of noise, right? Uh, but I think the rest of them all have something because you'd be so disappointed to wait till the end of the credits and there'd be nothing. But as for playing strains, they should change nothing. It's a perfect film. That's right. That's right. Even especially when you go through the the entire script and you realize that just about everything they cut out of the script was perfectly cut. There's a few minor things that I've, that I've talked about over the last 92 episodes, which maybe they should have kept in a little bit here and there. But in, in general, John Hughes got it right. And he knew what, what needed to be cut out and, and what to keep in. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, you, you, I know you mentioned it every other episode, but I'm so glad they cut out the, uh, his, uh, his wife being annoyed with him and thinking he's cheating. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I, yeah. I, I mentioned it because it was a lot, it was, it was in the script, but, I didn't mention that I wanted them to keep it. Did I mention that I wanted them to keep it? No, not at all. I was saying no, I okay. agree. No, okay. I agree. Ah, you know that I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think you, you, you mentioned that I mentioned the fact that this happened. 
Well, because it, it appears. That's why I would mention it, you know. So, so you have anything else you want to say about uh, this particular 26 seconds? I, I, think we've, <laughs> I think we've covered all 26 seconds. I'm going to assume you talked about the, the funky music during the credits in the previous one. Yes, we talked a little uh, bit about which that. Which, delightful. Which is, it's delightful, but it, it's also a rehash because it's been, it was in the movie itself. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, I think we've covered it. Okay, so again, we have nothing to talk about the differences in the script because there are, this isn't in the script even. The, I was going to say, is, is this no? Even? This scene is not in the script. Um, I guess they they thought of it on on the day that they were filming William Wyndham and said, "Hey, why don't we just uh, keep you around for a few minutes? We'll, we'll bring over some stuff that 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 makes it look like you're still Quick, sitting here someone on Thanksgiving." Give me a fully cooked turkey and thank and Thanksgiving dinner. Stand. Well, I gotta say, my I, the the turkey. If you look at the turkey, it doesn't look real. It it looks like a cartoon turkey. <laughs> yes, it looks very fake. Yeah. So I I don't know if uh, I would you know they didn't need to get someone to go sit and cook a four hour turkey or whatever it is. They said let's yeah, get a, a plastic turkey. Wait here. That's right. Wait here, and we'll we'll let you even we'll let you drink seven cups of coffee in the meantime. While we're Don't waiting. Any of them. <laughs> no, we'll just pour some 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 yeah. liquid back into each and every one of them. You know, so all right, so the segment that we do every day, we will continue to do today. So we have a off the beaten track, which is a story that either myself or my guest will give about some adventure or misadventure that one of us uh, might have had along the way. And in the intervening months since. Jay was last on. He couldn't think of any other stories that, that happened to him. I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> You've just been podcasting, and it's not. It's been that, podcasting, that's, and that's on the beaten track, not off. It's a very boring stories of me cycling to work and back every day. <laughs> it's the only travel I do. Well, sometimes boring is good too. You know, sometimes you know you well, don't I want things to work in the day. Right. I got there, and I cycled home, and I arrived home. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for that story, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So everyone will now get actually another story from me because I've, I've given a few sporadic stories over the course of, of these 93 episodes. But most of the time I, I was very pleased to get some great stories from, from all of my guests. But today I will give uh, another story, which in my opinion is probably one of the most dramatic stories that, that, that I have about this. And I kept pushing it off and not using it each time. And this time I now can do it. So this happened on October 8th, 1989. Okay, I was... I was two. You were two? Okay. I, I was a little bit older <laughs> than two. I was I was 15 at the time. And I remember that I had gone on a uh, weekend excursion with a youth group that I was uh, a part of. You know, so we had uh, the the counselor who, who drove us. You know, she drove us in a van. There were a group, I think, about 15 of us. We drove in a van from Detroit to Indianapolis for the weekend. We, we probably got there Thursday, Friday, something like that. We came back on Sunday. Sunday, we were driving back Sunday, I guess, mid-afternoon, and it started raining. And at some point, the, the van started to swerve, and we ended up hitting an 18-wheeler that was right in front of us. Okay? So, I mean, looking back at how this whole thing happened, apparently there was there was a because of the rain there was maybe an accident above ahead or something like that but the traffic all slowed down and the driver of our van she she saw that everything came to a standstill before she slammed on the brakes 
and there was a little car that was between us and this 18-wheeler, and she somehow uh, managed quite uh, effectively to hit the side, the, the, I think it was the, the, the bottom right-hand side of this little car to push it out of the way so that it wouldn't go into the 18-wheeler, the, the and then we went into the 18-wheeler, okay? And, you know, I remember everyone in the van was completely shocked. I still remember to this day the driver of the 18-wheeler and his wife coming out with a video camera and videotaping everything in order to be able to show the damage and stuff like that. You know, obviously, you know, they, they made sure that everyone was okay first, but they, yeah. they, you know, for insurance purposes, they needed to make sure that they, you know, that, that they had a full documentation of it. And remember, this was the 1980s, the, the late 1980s, so they had this huge video camera. You know, it wasn't like a little handheld, you know, not like nowadays where everybody just uses a cell phone or, you know, back in the, the early 90s when people had smaller video cameras. This was a big one. You know, this is the type you see, you know, like in movies where they show uh, actually uh, a good example would probably be like in Die Hard or Die Hard 2, you know, where you have the, the people with the, the big, huge cameras on their shoulders yeah, and stuff like the, that, you know, taking pictures. Those things are the, the big ghetto blasters people would carry on their shoulder. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a ghetto blaster uh, camera. That's what it was. And eventually, the you know, the police came. And they ended up having to tow the van because the van couldn't couldn't drive anymore. And they, I remember, they pulled us onto the tow truck. You know, we were all still in the van as they pulled us onto the tow truck. And the tow truck drove us to the nearest uh, town, which was known, which is called Lewisburg, Ohio. And we spent many hours there trying to figure out how we were going to get back from Lewisburg, Ohio, to Detroit. You know, there, there really wasn't any, any way of us knowing how to get, I mean, we're all teenagers and, you know, the, the, the counselor who drove us, she must've been in her late twenties, early thirties, something like that. I, I don't know exactly how old she was. And eventually we, uh, part of the, uh, there was a group of, of people that were at this, this conference with us over the weekend that were from Dayton or maybe it was Columbus. No, I think it was Columbus. So the people from Columbus drove to Lewisburg, picked us all up, and brought us to the Greyhound station in Columbus. And then we all got on buses, and we ended up getting home at like 3 o'clock in the morning that day. We had a very, very long day, but thankfully, you know, nobody was hurt. We were all, you know, we, we all got back safely. I remember hearing the following day from people that they heard about the accident. They heard that a few of the kids were killed, you know, like all the rumors <laughs> that were going around at the beginning you know, because this was also, you know, 1989, there were no cell phones, there was no internet, or at least not, there were cell phones, there were internet, but nobody was using them, you know, especially not uh, a bunch of teenagers in, in the U.S. Midwest. <laughs> so, you know, people had heard all these rumors and people were crying because they heard that certain people were killed in this, in this huge accident and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, a little, a little story from 33, almost 33 years ago, but it, it's still, uh, fresh in my mind, you know, about uh, the, the day where I, and I remember where I was sitting, I was actually sitting in the first row of the van, where when we stopped, I was pushed forward, you know, between the two bucket seats. Yeah, of the of the van. So yeah, that that's my little off the beaten track story. That uh, is probably the most uh, harrowing of all of my stories that I've told. <laughs> Not that I've really told very many harrowing ones. 
know, a few, few, few ones where I've done illegal things, but you know, nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you like, uh, nothing uh, death took, defined. A, took a handgun across. <laughs> I did not take a handgun. I took, I took, I took a, 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 I mean, uh, a full clip of ammunition for an M16. Uh, that story was actually re retold last week. You know, for anyone who who missed it at the beginning when I first told it, the second week of the of of this uh, podcast. So it was retold last week to one of my guests who had a similar story, where okay. she was talking about almost getting caught with marijuana by yeah. going over a border. So I, I mentioned, you know, I, I mentioned my story again because whenever we'd uh, fly anywhere as as, as uh, children go on holiday, my sister always take this little uh, solitaire game with her, this okay. little, little wooden wooden disc, what size of a coaster. That would uh, spin open to have the little little things you play solitaire with inside. But they were they were metal and they were all they weren't shaped like bullets, but they were kind of close. Oh wow! Uh, just like little little metal pins. So every time, everywhere I went, she always got pulled aside to have the open up to see what these things were, and she kept on bringing it every time. <laughs> so she kept on delaying all of it. Well, why would she care? It was your parents who got got upset, not her. <laughs> it's not like they're, gonna, the they're not going to be strip searching a, a toddler. Or however old she was at the time, you know, like twelve, fifteen, on exactly. Uh, <laughs> but she keep bringing it, like anyway. But I've I've been fortunate to never really been in any uh, uh, car accidents or crashes or anything. I mean, I've been knocked off my bike a couple of times, but nothing, nothing too serious. My bike got totaled once. Oh wow! You actually just reminded me of another story I could tell. <laughs> Where I get hit. Were you the Were you the driver who totaled my bike? No, I actually got hit when I was on a bike. I remember here. I'll, I'll tell another story. I remember this was this was probably in 1987. Uh, my grandparents were coming to visit us, and uh, you know they were driving from New Jersey to to Detroit. And again, there was no no cell phones at the time, and they we expected them to get to us by a certain time. Let's say they were supposed to be by I said four o'clock. I don't know what it was. So by five o'clock, they still hadn't been there. So you know my my mother sent me out to go look for them, and so I borrowed my sister's uh, ten speed bike and started driving around uh, the subdivision looking for my grandparents. And as I was driving, as I was riding my, my bike past a, a, a little area where there was, there were some stores. So I was going across the driveway. Uh, I was on the sidewalk going across where the cars come out and a car just like sped past and, and, and hit me. And I got thrown off the bike and I remember that the guy got out. He looked to me at the time completely stoned. And he said to me, are you all right? And I said, yeah. He said, okay. And he got in his car and drove away. Okay. And then, you know, I got to my senses. My, my arm was killing me. And I saw that, that my sister's bike that I had borrowed, her front wheel was completely um, misconstrued, you know. So I couldn't drive, I couldn't ride back. And this was about a mile from my house. So I had to walk back the entire mile. Cause again, I couldn't call anyone. I had to walk back carrying the bike by lifting it up partially. And a few yeah. people stopped on the way asking me if I'm okay. And I said, yeah, you know, I think I'm okay. You know, cause they couldn't do anything to help me either. You know, I didn't need to go to the hospital right, good. See ya. Bye. <laughs> more or less. And I finally got home and apparently my grandparents showed up five minutes after I left, you know, and uh, I had sprained my arm from that uh, little ordeal but yeah so yeah well, see, uh, you get two for the price of one two two off the hey, well, jack stories <laughs> i'll chuck i'll chuck in mine let's make it a three for there you uh, go. so when when i got knocked off my bike it was um 2011 uh my 
my now wife then girlfriend I, I stayed at her house overnight when I cycled to work so I took a different route than I normally took and it required turning right around about this is the UK driving the left here and so I, I was all clear to go I had the right of way but there was a like a, a builder's truck kind of thing who was looking to his right this was kind of, uh, he was on my left looking to his right so I was directly in front of him as I turned right at the roundabout when he just didn't stop and hit me with uh, square on with the front of his truck Wow! Knocked me off, knocked me off the off the bike. Uh, I had my laptop in my bag, which I was quite uh, glad survived everything entirely. Uh, but my bike, my uh, both my wheels were a little bit twisted, and I'd kind of landed on my my right hand and my right leg. Uh, the guy got out of the truck and he was like, "Oh, I, I didn't see you. You're in my blind spot." And again, he hit me with the front of his truck so it was not his blind spot he, he, he was uh, he was looking he was looking for like him back car. to the future where he says what would you why would you rent why would you lend me your car and not tell me that it has a blind spot yeah exactly know. but this would be the blind spot was directly in front of the windscreen apparently yeah. uh, so he, he got out he tried to like pull me up and shake my hand to like say oh is that but the hand that he was trying to shake was one i just landed on oh uh, so it was like it was bloody and kind of quite in pain and he's like, you okay, you okay? I was like, I think I'm all right. And he's like, okay. He got back in his truck and he drove around me, <laughs> drove around my bike, lying in the middle of the roundabout, and he was off. Uh, but fortunately, somebody else tried, came over and, and helped me to the side of the road. I, this was 2011, so I had a phone and I gave my, my girlfriend a call. She came and picked me up. I had some soft tissue damage in my hands and in my leg. I still got a scar on my leg, actually. Uh, but I had to get a new bike. But n nothing ever done with that driver or the truck at all. I went to the police and like, just so you know, this happened. And they said to me, uh, that's good to know. We can only do something if he comes forward, <laughs> if he turns himself in. Because you didn't, way. did you take down his license plate? I didn't. I was, oh, okay, I was, there you go. I was sprawled on the floor <laughs> trying to work there you out go. what to that, do. Well, how are they supposed um, to find out who he is? Yeah, he's a guy well, driving a truck who, who apparently has a blind spot in the middle, in the, in the uh, front. I gave a description, and the roundabout was on was directly outside of a university where there was CCTV. Uh, so they could have, I think, could have quite easily checked, uh, but didn't. So either way, this guy is still out there today. <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast, Jay I'll wants you to you. come forward <laughs> and uh, tell everyone what you did. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you. See, we were able to, to add three new off-the-beaten Jack stories here. So I, a few stats about uh, about this season. Okay, now that we're coming to a close. So first of all, not including this episode because I don't know how many minutes this this one will be eventually. But so we have 92 episodes that are a total of 3,073 minutes. Okay? That's almost as long as the first cut of the film, which is <laughs> which is basically 51 hours and 22 minutes. Of, okay. of uh, recordings. Okay. Again, this is what this is the final cuts. We're not talking about the edited ones because uh, yes, yes, okay. I have a few hours edited out of, of them. I even have one episode which I edited over an hour out of our conversation. So I won't tell anyone who that one is. You'll have to try and figure oh, that out. Yeah. I know you know. That's not the <laughs> point. <laughs> it's not Jay. <laughs> I get all the inside info. Jay gets his, uh, inside info. <laughs> He gets to hear my frustration. Back to future shows. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he knows about my frustration of that episode, those episodes. But I think the edited versions came out really well. So you know, every, everyone looks good in it. So that that's fine. You know, in my opinion, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the the, I, I the can't listeners. Give away if I've listened to it or not, because that could be could reveal who who the guest could have been. Well, you've listened to every episode, so. 
of course, people don't know what it is being recorded. Yes, <laughs> it turned out great. <laughs> but you have listened to it, that we know, so that's fine. Okay, which comes out to an average of 33 minutes and about 23 seconds for each episode. Okay, and just to give an idea, uh, you know, I want to compare it to The Great Escape. So The Great Escape, we had a recording of 4,016 minutes. Okay, which comes out to 66 hours and 93 minutes. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. 66 hours and 53 minutes. You can't have 93 minutes in an hour. You can, but it just wouldn't make sense. It's a very short minute. Um, a 93 minute minute? That's a long minute. <laughs> a 93 minute hour. Is yeah. Oh, a 93 minute hour, right. <laughs> That's true. So, again, and and there the average episode was 22 minutes and 54 seconds. So the the irony of it is that this movie is 92 minutes, or we, we're talking about 92 episodes as opposed to 172 episodes. So we're talking about about half. Okay, it's it's half the amount of episodes, just about. But the we're only talking about a thousand minute difference between the two. Which uh, which which goes to show that the, the episodes of Plinchet's Automobiles were a little bit longer than the ones from The Greatest Game. Well, I mean, you had more features on on them, didn't you? You had with all the uh, off the beaten track and the rank and the the right. rankings and all of the script differences. Right, that's true. So. That's very true. Uh, but also, there there's the the idea also here that there was more to talk about in Plinchet's Automobiles because there were certainly more locations. More locations and more more things to give history about. <laughs> yeah, well, which is odd given that there's actual real history yes. in the Great Escape. <laughs> yeah, but I was wasn't giving history about as as everyone knows, I wasn't giving history about the movie. I was giving history about items or signs. Yes, or or uh, owned uh, this bank that they run past. There you go, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so, and just wait, uh, season three, season three is going to get even even more in depth. Because there's the entire more to talk about. history of the of the Amish population. There you go. Who some of whom drive this truck that's in front of them for <laughs> two and a half seconds. Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. That's you know that's what makes it fun. You know, it, it, it's very comprehensive the way that we look at these things. So as I, I've promised all season, that on the final episode I would actually also reveal who what my top fives are for the three different top fives that we've done. Okay, so first of all, we have Martin Monday. Okay, so Martin Monday, my top five movies. Number five. Actually, do you have, do you have any guesses, Jay? Oh, God. No. Um, okay, then don't. I'm going to guess that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles are on your top, is your, at least your number two, if not number one, on all three of these lists you're about to do. <laughs> uh, but for Steve Martin, I'm going to guess that in your top five, I don't know what the order is going to be, but uh, let's say Plain Strange Automobiles is in there. Roxanne is going to be in there. Maybe Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, Bowfinger and, I don't know, Father of the Bride. <laughs> okay, well, well you, get, you get three out of five of them. So that, that's okay. still pretty good. That's, that's uh, very commendable. Okay. So my number five is Father of the Bride. Okay. Okay. My number four is Grand Canyon. And that, uh, the, only, that the only reason that it's so low on my list, despite the fact that I love that movie, is because Steve Martin's character is very, has just a few minutes of screen time throughout the movie. It's it's more of a Kevin Klein movie than it is Steve Martin, but Steve Martin also delivers 
my favorite movie quotes, which is, you know what your problem is? You haven't seen enough movies. All of life's riddles are answered in the movies. So, you know, that, that, that's me. Makes sense. Uh, my number three is actually his role here in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It is not in my first or second slot as you thought it might be. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous. My... <laughs> <laughs> my number f my my number two slot is his role in parenthood as okay. as Gil. Okay. I love that role. I think that's it's just it's such a perfect uh blend between you know comedy and drama and he just plays that character so well. I mean it's a great ensemble cast but but his character is just amazing there. And my number one is his role in Roxanne. Yes. Okay. I knew you liked that one. Yeah. I, I love that movie. So now I will actually, I've, I've tallied up all of my guests. Okay. So I've had over the period of these 92 episodes, or 93 if you want to count today's, 22 people, including myself, who have given their rankings. The way that I, I did it was is that for every first place slot, you get five points, second place four, Three, two, and one. All right. So it's basically the opposite of the the top five of how everyone yeah. did it. All right. So what movie do you think came in fourth place? Let's let's do it that fourth. way. Hang on. Fifth place. So okay, we'll go. We'll start with <laughs> fifth place. Sorry. 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 Start, halfway through. Um, um, sorry, I'm in fifth yeah. place. What what movie do you think came in fifty fourth fifth place? Uh, both think. Well, the reason that I actually said before four is because there's a tie for, for four and five. I was going to ask you there a tie. Yes, there was a tie. <laughs> okay. And the tie... Yeah, I was going to say... The tie, and Bowfinger, Bowfinger is one of the two in the tie. Oh, excellent. Let's say the other one then is... I'm trying to think what everyone said. Uh, say Roxanne. I think a, few, a bunch of people said Roxanne. Jay, that is amazing. That's Fantastic. great. Okay. All right. So, Jay, Jay, you got both number four and number five. Both of them got 26 points. Okay, okay, I think I know now, what one movie, and two are. Once again, what sure. movie for number three got 31 points? Okay, I, I think I know what one and two are going to be, but I'm not sure which order. Uh, so number three is just going to be a guess. I am looking at his, his uh, filmography right now. Probably not Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Nobody mentioned that at all. Number three, let's say... And, and I will give you a hint. You actually, it was on your list. Does that, that help? That is no help. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that is no help. It was, it was, I'll give you, I'll give you even more of it. It was your number one. Oh, it's Little Shop of Horror. There you go, Little Shop of Horror. That's what, I thought it was me between that and, and another film for the top two. So that hasn't helped me at all. No. The so Little Shop of Horror has got 31 points. Okay. okay Second place high. with 45 points. See, I, I, I reckon that the film in, that we're talking about today is probably number one. So number two would then be, oh, I don't know. This is terrible to listen to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is just bad. This is just bad podcasting. I can't think what, um, uh, LA story. I don't know. No, the answer is the jerk. The jerk got 45 jerk. points. Okay. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. And so number one. Number one was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with 57 points. Okay, that makes sense. Right. The, the jerk, I don't think, has aged terribly well. 
So I, I wasn't sure if that would be very high up there. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you on that. But a lot of people seem to like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just I, since I was last on, I have watched another Steve Martin film. I watched The Man with Two Brains, and I wasn't overly impressed with that film. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I would say rightfully so. But yeah, I, I thought it was fine in places and goes just some uh, again wouldn't be made today uh, places. But my, my wife uh, hated it and refused to finish watching it. Awesome. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, because it was like a little too gory for her? Uh, she's just like, it's, it's not funny and it's too silly, I think, was her critique. Uh, okay. That's a simple yeah. critique. Yeah. Okay. So now we will move along to Hugh's Hump Day. So I, okay. will, I will first give my top five. You have, you have any uh, guesses? So uh, are you, can I ask, are you, are you just doing ones he directed or are you including ones that he wrote as well? My list is actually only four of them, four of them he directed and one he wrote. Okay. See, when I did my list, I thought it was just directing. So all five of mine were from directing. And you would, change, would you change that? I probably would have done because uh, I'm not, I think. Did I think you want to change it now? No, no, we're all good. I'll keep it as it was. I, I consider my list to be to be pure. And all of the other ones to be uh, uh, <laughs> to be impure, to be incorrect. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll try and I reckon the one that he wrote but didn't direct. So let's get that one out of the way first. For on your list, I will say one of the vacation films. No, nope. I guess. No, nope. no, nope. no. Okay, Home Alone. No, nope. Home Alone Two. No, nope. um, I, I don't think I've ever even seen <laughs> Home Alone Two. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Home Alone. But he gets lost in New York. Uh, okay, and how does it help me? <laughs> uh, pretty in pink. Mm, not a fan of that. I, I prefer oh. some kind of wonderful over that one if I have to choose between the two. I Which is the same. Other. It's the same. It's pretty much the same movie. The Great Outdoors. <laughs> nope. No. Okay, I'm going to stop trying to guess that. Okay, so the four that he directed that will be on the. That okay, those those will get. All right. So first of all, PTA. Well, <laughs> we'll start with, with with my number five first. So my number five is uh, Mr. Mom, which I've okay. always loved. It's such a fun movie. Uh, Michael Michael Keaton does a great job in that movie. I've never seen it. Okay, it's it's yeah. pretty fun. Okay, so all right, that 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 gets one point from me. All right, so number number four on my list is something he directed. Uh, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess Uncle Buck. No. Okay. It's actually his first directorial, it's his directorial debut. Ah, a whole bunch of candles. Exactly. And a whole bunch plus 16. There you go. 16 candles. A fistful of candles. Yes. What it should have been called. (laughs) All right. My number three. What are you going to say? Uncle Buck. No, Ferris Bueller's there. Is okay. Which was also your number three. We both uh, yep. coincided on our number threes there. All right. My number two number is two. also your that... number two. Oh, that was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? That it was. That it was. <laughs> and my number one is also your number one. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Okay. There you go. All right, so we'll, we'll now do the tally of you know all, every everyone who, who's been on. So the number the okay number five on the list with twenty three points. 
Can you give me a breakdown as to how many of these are directed or written? Um, again, or, we, or, we get as we go through, we get let four. Me know if, we get four in one. Is is number five a, a director or a number five is directed? Number okay. four is is the the written one, the, the the one that he wrote. But the there's it's only a discrepancy of one point between the two. Okay, so, so twenty three and twenty four points. So five as a director, I will say that one is. I'm just gonna keep saying it, Uncle Buck. No. Okay. Uncle Buck missed the cut by 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 a few. It only had it had twenty points. Okay. So what what is number five? Number five is Weird Science with twenty three points. Okay. So number four, he wrote. Okay. Number four with twenty four points, he wrote it. Christmas Christmas Vacation. Nope. Christmas Vacation okay. got twenty one points also. That Came probably would have been on my list if I included the writing ones. So you you would have pushed it up here. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> um, uh, no, where so would have uh, been your list? Would it have been down on your list or higher on your list? I think it probably would have been number four. It would have been three or four. Three or four. Okay. So it wouldn't. It might. Uh, well, actually, it depends on what it would have been in place of. Uh, yeah. Let's say I would have put it in third, pushing Ferris Bueller down to fourth. And I can't remember what my four and five were. No, first of all, first out oh, would be third. Okay, well, okay. So your 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 number five was Weird Science. Your number four was Uncle Buck. Your number three was Ferris Bueller. Number uh, two was was Planes, Trains, Automobiles, and number one was Breakfast Club. Okay, so my number four would have been Christmas Vacation. Number five would have been Home Alone too, uh, if I included writing. Uh -huh. So you would have you'd have checked out Uncle Buck and Weird Science. Yes. All right. So let's 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 change those tallies and see if it would make a difference here. <laughs> you know, we we can we can make these changes. You know, why not? Stats manipulation live. There you go, live. Okay, so you said Christmas Vacation would be number number uh, four. Four. Yeah, that's the Christmas film that right. my family watched every year. Okay, and Home Alone or Home Alone Two? Home Alone Two. Home Alone Two would be number five. I love the first one, but the second one has the line "suck brick kid." Okay, so uh, which is right. the making, best line ever written. Making this manipulation would change things. So weird science would now only have twenty-two points instead of twenty-three, and Christmas Vacation would have twenty-three points. So you've actually okay. just pushed Christmas Vacation up to number five. Well, there we go. Let's make that my official list. Then. Okay, I'll be I'll be impure with the rest of it. Okay, now Home Alone two, your your one point will give it a total of four points. So. It doesn't really help very much. Oh well. Um, but Home Alone one is number four with with uh, twenty four points. Okay. So you know, and and then we have a big jump because the next point number of points is forty nine. For number three, guess Breakfast Club. Nope. Ferris Bueller. Nope. Okay, I, I give up. What else? Come on. Uh, Plain Strays Automobiles. There you go. Plain Strays Automobiles. Oh, I figured I'll be high. So, so did I. It got 49 points. All right. Okay. And then we jump up to number two, which has 62 points. Is that Breakfast Club? Nope. Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller. Is Breakfast Club number one? And number one has 70 points. Is that the Breakfast Club? That is the Breakfast Club. I am surprised. Uh, um, I'm not. I thought more people. I not. thought more people preferred Ferris Bueller. It's unbelievable, first of all, how many people put Breakfast Club as their their top film. 
Wow. Well, good going. We have nine, nine people, nine of 22 people gave it as their, their top film. And two of them are on this, on this conversation right now. That's right. Two of us are talking about it right now. <laughs> Where we're manipulating statistics <laughs> as we go along. <laughs> okay, well, now we get to the, 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 di the truly difficult one to try and predict is uh, John Candy. Do you really think it's going to be that difficult to, to, to predict? I, I do, because he has so many I, phenomenal performances. All right, so now we'll, we'll get to uh, Weekend Candy, where I will now give everyone's tally, but also beforehand, I'll tell my top five. So my number five is his role in Cool Runnings. My number four is his role as uh, Barf in Spaceball. Number three is his role in Only the Lonely, which I always find to be a very, uh, you know, warm romantic comedy between him and Ali Shiggy, which you would never expect. That's a film I've, I've barely even heard of. Okay, you should definitely take a look at it. Uh, my number two okay. is his role in JFK. Yep. Which, uh, which apparently I'm the a, uh, only person who has put it on their top five. It, it was on an honorable mention uh, last week, or the week before. But uh, I mean, it. The, the problem with JFK is it's hard for anyone to stand out because there's so many people. Yeah. It's, it's a great film. Yeah. And full of phenomenal performances by thousands of incredible characters. Yes. Which is why but, you can always use that for for uh you know playing everything. seven playing uh, six degrees of seven, uh, kevin bacon because he's yeah well i mean kevin bacon's got a a, a cv full of those kinds of yes things, like uh, jfk apollo, apollo 13 uh, x-men first class a few good men so many films <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah no so i so, I, I love his role in here though because it because it, as cool. was mentioned i i think it was sully who mentioned it a few weeks ago he actually you know shows his potential with yeah, we we could have got so much, so many other great work from him. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And my number one performance is Brian Shane's Automobile. Drum roll, please. Yeah, no one, no one could see this coming. Well, from me, uh, well, with, <laughs> it, it wasn't my number one in my last on the on the, you know, when when dealing with uh, my other two. Right, any of the two. That's, that's right. This is the only one where it was my number one. So I, I said this would be difficult to predict because it, in in my ranking, I think there's like eleven different films that could be number one. For, wow! Uh, for the the group consensus, he has such a great career. He's been so memorable in so many films that I I don't know how to predict how other people would rank his films. Well, now we're we're going to test you and see how how well yeah. you can do by guessing. So okay, all right, number five with twenty nine points. I'm going to say that's probably higher. That's probably higher. Little Shop of Horrors? Nope. Little Shop of no. Horrors only got nine points. Oh, dear. That's sad. Okay. You tell me then. What, what is it? Uh, the Great Outdoors. Okay. I wasn't even on my list. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next up, number four, got 31 points. Uh, I hope it's on there somewhere. Cool Runnings? Excellent. Good guess. Yeah. All right. Number three has 33 points. Okay. Uncle Buck? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, Home Alone? Nope. Oh, okay. I'll give up. Uncle, uh, sorry. Spaceballs. 
baseball. Oh, I thought it was going to be higher. Nope. Because everyone, everyone, I swear, every person who's been on the show has said baseball. <laughs> um, there are a lot of people who said baseballs. Um, actually, you didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. Actually, 11 people. Only half the people, uh, you know, said... Only put half the people. Well, half. <laughs> and then the highest ranking it got was a four. It had four fours. Uh, so, so it was ranked by a lot of people, just not very high. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. Number two at 45 points. Mm. I'll go back to Uncle Buck for that one. There you go. You're right. Okay. And Uncle Buck had yeah, it had five fourth place or second place showings and two first place showings, which is what helped uh, bring it up. Uh, number and one, number one, drum roll please, with 61 points. Planes, planes, planes and automobiles. Yeah. So, I no mean, I, I, I got to say, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing looking at these three, you know, three rankings that we did here. And of all the 22 guests that we had, you know, two out of three of, of these uh, top fives, planes and automobiles, yeah, had to, got the top rankings. And then... In the third one, the John Hughes one, where it only got 49 points, it's still pretty amazing because Ferris Bueller and Breakfast Club are both also very uh, yeah. popular films. I would say it, this isn't maybe a uh, a good way to do, to, to do statistics, is to poll people who have come on to talk about a specific film, whether they like <laughs> that film or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but still, that, uh, yeah. So in other words, you're saying that, that, that if I would have done this for The Great Escape, The Great Escape would have also won in most of the uh, the ranking. If you were doing your, your top five Steve McQueen films, top five prison escape movies, and top five uh, World War II movies, then yes, I think The Great Escape would probably have, have been quite high on all those lists, polling people who love The Great Escape enough to talk about it a minute at a time. Okay, all right, <laughs> that, that is fair. That's fair. But I don't, I don't know what to... Uh, yeah, you know, there's no better way to do this. We can't, you know, not just gonna yeah. poll people, you know, on Twitter. It's not a criticism but, uh, of the system no. at all, but uh, well, <laughs> as, you're as just saying that, we covered... that 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 it, that, it, that the system is a little fixed. Okay, a little. Like when we covered Deep Blue Sea, a chapter by chapter, uh, we didn't do any kind of rankings on it, but we had guests on after we covered the Deep Blue Sea films who we, we waited to have those guests on who didn't like Deep Blue Sea as much as Mark and I did after we'd finished covering the films. Yourself included. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. No offense <laughs> taken. That's fine. That's true. But 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 we as I've told you, but as I've told you, I've enjoyed the movie more because of listening to your podcast. Yes, that wouldn't have helped whilst we were making the podcast because no. you hadn't listened no. to that. That would not have helped. <laughs> that is true. No, but it, actually, it might have helped because I, I've, you know, when when I have watched the movie since I've listened to it on your podcast, I still am not going through it, uh, you know, chapter by chapter. This is true. So had I, you know, been a guest for a chapter by chapter, so I might have enjoyed it more by finding all these strange things that you guys might not have even noticed. Who knows? We'll it, never know. It, it's the best. It's the best way to appreciate a film you don't enjoy is to break it down into tiny chapters and talk about it on a weekly basis. It depends on how much you don't enjoy it. If it's something that you detest, I think that that's not the best way to go. Well, I, I said it before, Deep Blue Sea Two. We went into that project with Mark hating it and it making him a very sad person to even think about it. And now he loves it. It's one of his favorite films. So. Right. Okay. That, that's <laughs> fair. 
That's completely fair. But but I'm saying is that if you had to choose a movie to do a movies by minute, you're not going to necessarily choose something or chapter by chapter, excuse me. You're not going to choose something that you detest. I mean, we did. <laughs> no, but you did that. You did that because you wanted we to continue with the point, franchise. Yeah. We were committed. You were committed to the franchise, yeah. exactly. Which is why when one chooses a franchise, you have to be very careful to choose something that you know you're you're going to like all the movies in the franchise. If you're planning on doing, yeah, you should movies pick something minute. with with say three great films, one good one, and one of the worst things ever committed to film. I, I agree. Yeah. That is not something you should definitely do in the future. I don't know. Maybe I'll think about that. Well, to, who knows? But as of now, you know, you never know. <laughs> All right. So you have anything else you want to say about the plane change automobiles before we, we get into the, 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 the final technical aspects of this? It's a pretty good film, i got to say. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you feel that, that you <laughs> learn to appreciate it more? Having listened to uh, you know it being broken down minute by minute, or it hasn't really changed anything. I, I mean, I already thought it was a pretty perfect movie. Uh, I've now appreciate how much more work went into it, uh, mainly in culling down and uh, yeah, tightening the belt of it to to make it as uh, efficient as efficiently perfect as it is. Okay, so, all right, uh, I agree with you hundred percent. So yeah, this listen to the show has kind of made me, made me appreciate the the work that goes into these kind of films. Yeah. It's, and, it's not just and you haven't they, even listened to the credits yet. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. No, I appreciate that. That's good. So first of all, I wanna once again thank all of my guests. So thank you to Aaron Newworth, Sean German, Alan Sanders, J Dub, Jim O'Kane, J Bam, Bubba Wheat, Richard Kirkham, David Brooks, Mark Hoffmeyer. DJ Valentine, Heather Baxendale, Duncan Shields, Austin Pryor, Sully, Todd Levenow, Travis Bow, or Bo, sorry, uh, Jeanette Ward, Dana Nachman, and Brian Lockhart. And I also want to thank Bubble Wheat for creating this season's logo and poster. So thanks a lot, Bubble Wheat. It was really appreciated, and thank you for taking the time to put it together for me. And obviously, I want to give a big thanks to my my pseudo co-host <laughs> my 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 uh you know my my opening and closing guest uh jay cluett thank you very much for 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 joining me you know in finishing off both last season and beginning this season and now finishing off this season and and i think this is a great part to talk about uh you know that anyone who likes listening to, to me and jay talk so you can actually come back tomorrow and listen to season three the beginning of season three because Jay's back to talk about the, the first five minutes of the next movie that, that I decided to do. So I can't wait to hear what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Should we, should we tell people? Should we keep them? Should we keep them? You know, hanging in there so they have to come back and listen tomorrow to find out what it is. Keep or do you think we should hang in there out of a window uh, from a high building that they're about to fall down from? Uh, could be. Could be. And just hold on to that watch, right? Which there's a connection between this movie and that. You know that there's there's a, a, an expensive watch. That that, that, that has yeah. that has an <laughs> integral part in the movie, <laughs> in two different parts of the movie, in the beginning and the end. How's that? Actually, was yeah, that your minutes or no? Uh, no. The, no, 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 no. You didn't. Watch was no, it in... was. In the, I think it was in the third week that we're going to talk about. Oh, it. sorry, it was in my minutes. In this film, in this film, that's always right. watched. That's right. So, for anyone who hasn't guessed it yet, which I'm assuming you haven't, because we just. I mean, it's not that hard to guess what it is. It's it's been brought up a lot of times on this in this on this season, even before I even decided that this is what we're gonna do. But for for anyone who 
is interested and hopefully it's everyone that's listening yeah uh, so come back tomorrow and we're going to be doing die hard Oh. The 1988 um, Bruce Willis action masterpiece comedy <laughs> classic. It's not a classic comedy. That's <laughs> too often. It has some less. It's not a comedy. Um, so we're going to be going through Die Hard one yippee kaye minute at a time. So hopefully everyone will, will come back and listen to it. Hopefully, you know, in the future, if if all goes well with Die Hard. You know, hopefully I'll decide to, to do the sequels at some point, whether they're directly yeah, afterwards or whether I'll intersperse them with other movies along the way. Who knows? At this point, I don't know what I'm doing for season four. You know, I, I'm, I'm only as of recording now, I'm only uh, eight weeks into the recording of uh, of season three's Die Hard. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what I'm going to do for for season four. But uh, hopefully everyone has enjoyed Listening to everything that that I that myself and my guests have had to say about plane trains and automobiles. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get any of the cast members who I contacted to to be on any episodes or even do a special episode. You know, I, I had some great potential at the beginning because I I actually had a response. Do you, do you remember who who I got the response from, Jay? Uh, I did Larry Hankin. That's right. Larry Hankin responded to me but back in October before I even started recording that he was interested. But then when I got back in touch with him, he just didn't respond to my email. So unfortunately, Larry, if you are listening to this, you can uh, send me an email and I will do a special episode with you afterwards. You know, I have no problem with that. Also, you know, Layla Robbins uh, liked my tweet to her that I wanted her to be on the show. But that's all she did. She didn't she didn't respond beyond the like. So I don't know if that's because she has a production assistant that just likes, um, you know, tweets that she gets or not. But Layla, if you're if you're interested, feel free to give me to contact me. I will do a special episode with you also. I would love to hear your thoughts on all of what ended up on the cutting room floor and whether you 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 felt that that was the right move for the movie itself or not. Who knows? And uh, anyone else I got in contact with uh, didn't respond at all. So. <laughs> those those are my two closest shots at getting uh, real interviews for this. You know, it 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 still won't won't be up on the level of David McCollum, who for me was that was a great uh, a great get. Uh, was it a yeah. year and three months ago when I when I was able to have that that phone interview with him, which which I so who, who's your ideal get from Die Hard? All right. Reginald Bill it would Johnson, be Reginald Bill Johnson. Be a good one. It would definitely be Reginald yeah. Bill Johnson, who I've I've tried to contact, but still have gotten no response from him. So, uh, Willie Atherton, he's out there somewhere. Could be fun. No, uh, Hart Bockner. Yeah, I, I don't know if Hart Bockner. I mean, I, I I like him. I don't know how much I would, you know, run after him to get him on that. <laughs> you know, William Atherton. I, it would be an interesting conversation talking about. You know, Die Hard, and also talking about Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters, you know, yeah. those type of roles. If he, you know, if he was, if he was happy with those type of roles, or he preferred the type of roles that he had earlier, you know, I, I still remember him from Centennial, which you know was a very long miniseries from 1978. So, but I, I can't really think of anyone else that. I mean, obviously Al Leong. Nah. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> He's in everything. I don't know. I don't know. And again, if he if he's interested, he can contact me. That would be great. You know, I would I would do it. You know, I, I don't think I'm gonna be I would be able to get Bruce Willis to do it. 
you know, that's, that's, uh, uh, probably not. you know, unfortunately, uh, Paul Gleason has passed on, so he, he will not be, uh, and so has Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman would be the best guest to get on this, but, you know, that... I mean, Alexander Goodenov would have been good, but he's also passed. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't think any of them are really going to be, uh, James helpful yeah. to, uh, to, to get, get, uh, interviews with at this point. Devereaux White could be fun. Devereaux White might be, might be fun to, to get. That's true. I'm sure if you manage to get anybody, it would be great. Yeah. Uh, Robert Darby, I've heard, is an excellent, terrifying interview. I don't know if that's what I want. <laughs> you know, because he'd actually be able to, he'd have to start telling me about, the, you know, how he felt making jokes in movies, because he's, he's a very serious, he plays serious characters all the time. I think you just have to get uh, talking about his, his lounge singing. He has several albums of music that he's released, so just get him talking about that and you're you golden. Interesting. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind if I'm able to ever try and reunite him and Grandel Bush together. <laughs> and that would be interesting. All right. Well, I once again I want to thank you, Jay, for 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 joining me. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's it's been a pleasure. I I will we'll, we'll get back to you we'll tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. to talk about uh, about Die Hard for the, <laughs> for the rest of this week. And obviously, uh, happy July Fourth weekend to everybody. Happy July Fourth. I do not uh, concur with that statement. You don't concur with with wishing someone uh, something that that they celebrate as opposed to no. something that you celebrate? Not for July Fourth. No, that's that's a day. Oh, not for July Fourth. Commiserating. Once again, no, but you're saying since, since since personally I don't celebrate Christmas, I can't wish you a, a Merry Christmas when it comes around? I feel like Christmas isn't uh, a celebration against you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, once again, you're saying July 4th is against Jay Cluett in particular, or it's against all the Brits? This is all in jest. Uh, happy July 4th, everyone. For <laughs> <laughs> we let you win. We let you have your country. There you go. There you go. You just you did it in order to be able to get you did it in order to be able to get Steve McQueen and James Garner to you know to have their July Fourth celebration for for Tom. Indeed, indeed, down the British. That's right. How, how are you guys managing in the colonies? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jay, you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yes, of course. Uh, so you've mentioned it. Deep Blue Sea, the podcast is is my. Uh, still active podcast we've been through the entire deep blue sea trilogy one dvd chapter at a time we're now looking at deep blue sea adjacent films which is films featuring sharks or aquatic action or directed by rennie harlan we had uh, rob on recently to talk about born american rennie harlan's first film that was recently it wasn't like three months ago i mean it was recently <laughs> enough it, it's between my guest appearances on this show so it counts uh okay that's fair and uh, you've mentioned it already in a couple of weeks after this gets released, we'll start doing Con Air, the podcast. We'll be going, th we're going through Con Air, uh, not a DVD chapter at a time because there's not enough DVD chapters to talk about the glory of Con Air. So we're doing 40 chapters. Myself and your other guest, Mark Hoffmeyer, are going through that. Uh, you can listen to me once a month over on the Lambcast where I host a movie trivia episode called Lampity, based on Jeopardy. Uh, Rob always sends in some questions for that. Always grateful for that. And that's always a lot of fun. And I have a personal site, lifeversusfilm.com, lifevsfilm.com, which is very occasionally updated with uh, movie reviews or just general life goings on. Uh, but most recently, it's the only known place online you can find the lyrics to the music video at the end of Shark Night 3D. Uh, there you go. <laughs> doing, uh, Wait, doing... the correct lyrics or the incorrect lyrics? The correct lyrics, as far as I can okay. tell. No, because you guys had the discrepancies there. There was. Uh, it's it's the the average of the two. So we had. Oh, okay. I, I I listened to it and tried to work out what the lyrics were. Uh, Mark found a video online that had some suggested lyrics 
that we determined were not entirely correct. And so we took the average of the two. Uh, right. Okay. That's correct. That's... If you don't know what we're talking about, watch Shark Night 3D. <laughs> and then the music video at the end of it, if you were in America, uh, is glorious and terrible in equal measures. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jay had a podcast where he talked about it. Yes, on his 100th episode. 100th episode was dedicated to this ridiculous music video. 100 episodes you guys are I, i'm surprised you guys are only on 100 after all this you know this oh, is this is my 265th episode well we do one a week so <laughs> you you do too many uh, <laughs> too many yeah uh, i don't think there's just every other minute by minute show i will do a season and then we'll have a rest and uh, prepare for the next one you just roll you you add in extra episodes on the weekends to, to it starts on a monday <laughs> Because you told me last time that I can't start in the middle of the week. So, no, so you yeah. take a few days <laughs> off. Trust me, I take a lot of time off. You, you should have finished finish this one on a Wednesday and took the Thursday and Friday off and start the following week. Then that wouldn't be July 4th, the start of Die Hard. <laughs> that classic <laughs> July 4th movie. <laughs> be nice, Jay, be nice. Be nice. <laughs> All right, and more content to listen to. It's great. <laughs> more, more, more time to waste. There you go. <laughs> or much more time to learn new things. How's that? There we go. There we go. You've learned it from both perspectives. What did you say? Glorious and terrifying at the same time? What, uh, what, did you, what was the phrase you said before? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Something along those lines. Something yes. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. And uh, finding me is very simple. You just you, you can find... Do a quick search for Move Your Up Minute. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. And you can find me on my website, moveyourupminute.com. So until tomorrow, when we will talk about a completely different movie and no longer use the same tagline. But until tomorrow, you're fine. Yo, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs>